Emerald Podcast Series. Research that makes a difference. In this episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Juan Carlos Sosa Varela about the role business schools play in equipping future leaders with the ability to create sustainable businesses that contribute to both society and the development of the responsible management field in Latin America. Dr. Juan Carlos is the Dean and full professor of international business in the Division of Business, Tourism, and Entrepreneurship at the Universidad Ana G. Mendez in Puerto Rico. He is also the Emerald Latin America and Caribbean Brand Ambassador and Associate Editor of the journal European Business Review. Dr. Juan Carlos is a prolific author with articles published in internationally refereed journals and books with vast academic and work experience in sustainability. I began my conversation by asking Juan Carlos to speak about some of his many roles. I'm uh, the Dean and Full Professor of International Business and Marketing at the Division of Business, Tourism, and Entrepreneurship at Universidad Ana G. Mendes in Puerto Rico. And also I've been a visiting professor in, in business schools in Europe and also in Latin America. My research is other role and consulting experience is in global marketing, marketing strategies, sustainable responsibility, and branding. In my role as a consultant, I work with companies such as Cemex, Pepsi, Mattel Brands, Diageo, among others. Before joining the Academy, I was a publicist in Leo Burnett, marketing director and strategic marketing consultant. All of these roles, I summarize it in one way. I am an academic committed to generating knowledge. Well, thinking about your role as a dean for the business, tourism, and entrepreneurship division at Universidad Ana G. Mendez, how do you work to build a business school that educates leaders who can work to create a sustainable management environment? Education is the heart of human progress. You can see this in the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And the reason is that education enables people to build better lives and in the case of business schools, equips business and society to address our world's interconnected issues and opportunities. I think that business schools derive their legitimacy from their claim to be educating the leaders of the future and helping to build the tomorrow's corporations or, or enterprises. Yet today, business schools are expensive experiencing an existential crisis that goes uh, far beyond their quest to, to establish an, an identity between the practical relevance and the academic credibility. Beyond their need of, to acknowledge to part that management education has played uh, numerous corporate scandals and beyond their failure to build research and educational programs around sustainability. I think that this existential crisis revolves around the role in climate change, for example, and corporate sustainability and the triple bottom line, environmental issues, social issues, and economic issues. I think that business schools must address these issues from their mission. For example, in my business school, uh, we have three strategic pillars that are focused on, to a certain extent, on our responsibility to society. First one is uh, learning for the future. The second one is research with impact. And the third one is engagement with stakeholders and society. And the curricula 
and the teaching methodologies must also incorporates topics aligned with sustainability. This is where the importance of our role in developing new leaders lies. Well, what do you think that the skills are that future leaders must have? People tend to seek leaders who have a strong character, a clear picture of for the future, um, communicate and talk fluently. They are also often praised by, by the results. So, however, I think that People also care about the process used to achieve this outcome. The future leaders need to have qualities that were not required in the past. Think that some of these um, qualities are, for example, blend and balance. Or the future leader will be understanding how to blend and balance both the, the human nature of the business with the efficiencies of technology. Driving a purpose-led business with care, um, with compassion, human-centered approach will be essential. However, uh, with the rise of automation, I think that these uh, new things are creating a, a sense of priority for the human workforce and development and sense of harmony between people and technology. Also, a skill for another skill for uh, the future leader is forward thinking. All the process of digitalization, technology, artificial intelligence, machine learning, among other workplace disruptors, can all play out and unfold in many different and unexpected ways. I think that a strong leader will be someone who can use their futurist perspective to consider multiple scenarios that may uh, play out. Also, should be an excellent communicator or master communicator. When you develop teams, leaders will need to draw on their, on their communication skills. Verbal or non-verbal communications, uh, active listening can help future leaders to cut through the, the noise and, and deliver the messages that matter most. Well, looking specifically at business schools, I know that accreditation is important. Is there a direct link between having access to and producing high quality research and the accreditation process? Oh, well, the, the answer is yes. The accreditation process is viewed as a quality assurance process, which often fits into quality improvement activities. In general, uh, business schools pursue accreditation to increase the quality and, and value of offerings and to increase their reputation among academic institutions and with the public and the society in, in general. Academic researchers have described the main effects of accreditations. For example, in the, in the case of ACSB, the effect of the ACSB accreditation in relationship with uh, reputation, leverage of change or for change, efficiencies, and specifically the enhance of focus on research. Around the world, business and management schools are being asked to justify and make visible the value they bring to society. Many policymakers and the public in general want to know, beyond educated students and practitioners, how do business schools contribute to the greater good through their research? As indicates before, one of our pillars is research with impact. And it, this is the relation, the relation of accreditation process, research, and impact on, on society. The impact of the research on society is a, a very important topic, is part of the standards, 
And I think that many organizations or business schools around the world are changing right now uh, their strategies in terms of research and how this research impacts many publics and society in, in general. Well, publication-wise, you've been working at the European Business Review for many years now. What topics do you think the responsible management field needs more research about? The changes in, in technology, the Industry 4.0, among related areas, I, I think that digital transformation and, and resultant business model innovation is uh, an example of topic to develop in, 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 in journals related to management. This impacts some disciplines as information systems, as strategic management, innovation, accounting, finance, marketing, among others. And exist some questions about uh, this impact of uh, digital transformation on business models. For example, how should move firms through multiple digital transformation phases, for example? How resilient are firms against digital competition and digital change? Which organizational structures enhance firms' digital agility? How can transform or transforming firms benefit from new organizational structures and management styles? Also, uh, a very related topic is the digital transformation on environmental sustainability. And digital technologies uh, generate improvement to society, industries, and, and companies. Digital technologies are also increasingly deployed in improving environmental sustainability. We know that companies are now introducing new products and platforms based on digital technologies uh, used to improve environmental sustainability. And I think that this is a topic that needs to, to develop and is very related to uh, sustainable management and also very related to the sustainable goals of the United Nations. Well, the European Business Review has recently published a special issue about marketing strategies in Latin American markets. What do you think of uh, Latin American companies regarding sustainable management practices? Are they evolving and moving toward a sustainable future? Social responsibility experiences in Latin America are diverse with issues related to regulation, enforcement, compliance, and actually exists an inconsistency in the implementation of CSR, corporate social responsibility programs, and findings are observed in, in action developed by companies in the Latin American region. The emergence and spread of CSR strategies in Latin America has their origins probably in the 90s with uh, a philanthropist strategies of, of people and, and, and companies. However, the development of CSR in Latin America is still in the beginning stages of development since there are problems of conceptualization or application, implementation in the, in the, in the past or in the recent years. I think that to obtain better results in terms of, of CSR in Latin America, companies need to overcome some deficiencies and limitations such as the lack of reliable and complete data to evaluate the current CSR status of the, of the company, the lack of reliable information regarding CSR practices in which people in, in, in many of our countries trust. And also uh, Latin America has problems related to the integration of CSR practices in the central business operations. But exist some institutes and some initiatives, or very interesting initiatives, 
in a region. For example, in Brazil, exists the Ethos Institute of Business and Social Responsibility. And this institute is a very important organization to the region because they disseminate CSR standards in Latin America and also in the Caribbean region. These strategies of social responsibility gains relevance because several production activities in the region generate highly negative environmental impacts. Some of these issues are, for example, natural resource extraction, high energy consumptions of the multinational companies that are established in, in many of our countries. However, the close relationship between CSR strategies and companies marketing and image and in, in Latin America countries generate doubts about why companies adopt CSR practices and their capacity to satisfactorily address issues as environmental degradation and poverty. Uh, exists a gap in, in our region. The next step to do research about uh, entrepreneurship um, strategies or marketing strategies is their relation with corporate responsibility. Some countries, as, uh, as Colombia, for example, they have uh, very interesting initiatives. And some of uh, their universities, as for example, Universidad del Externado or EAFIT, have research topics or research lines in, in social responsibility. And it's not only important for Colombia, uh, also important for the region. Well, I imagine in your various roles as, you know, as associate editor and within your institution, you play an important role in encouraging research among academics. So what do you do to inspire and promote publishing in a region such as Latin America and the Caribbean that still struggles with barriers such as language and budget and funding cuts? Yeah, yes. So many challenges for many of the of the universities, uh, not only in Puerto Rico or the Caribbean and in all Latin America. Well, exist many reasons to publish, but also exists much more reason for not publish. One of the of the barriers is the, the budget and, and cut. But I think that is some myth about writing and, and publishing. For example, many people think that uh, writing must be perfect that you done in a, in a second draft it's a, it's a myth that you need to to be inspired to to write that the writing should proceed quickly and that writing is very difficult that's all myth i think that is my recommendation for example for my professors because i'm a, a author and i'm a dean i'm an associate editor i'm a professor but I write a lot in, in each year. Some of, of the of my recommendations or my principles for academic writing is establish one regular place for doing scholarly or academics writing. A table in your office, a desk in, in, in the home. Keep the writing process free of temptations. <laughs> also establish a, a, a regular schedule to scholarly writing. For example, my day began at 4 30 a.m. And usually I, I write in the morning, in a morning person. And no matter how busy you are, you can find short periods most days. Usually I write one hour, but each day during seven days a week. Usually in the same hour, totally dedicated to, to scholarly writing. Writing time is only for writing. And many of the scholars that I know, they write 30 minutes or 45 minutes a day. 
where I while you are fresh. This is the reason that I usually uh, write in the in the morning. And also probably the, the final suggestion: plan beyond daily goals. Typically, I usually with my co-author I establish a schedule. Totally the, the stages of the manuscripts in terms of the topics of weeks of goals. And we have advanced with these uh, daily goals with my co-authors. Also, I, I think that when you finish your, your manuscript, you also need other strategies for getting published in preferred journals as a, a European Business Review. You need to know and understand that many manuscript evaluators or, or reviewers for journals are influenced by the topic or the relevance of the topic the clarity of the argument of a manuscript and how you persuade the audience with the presentation of your manuscript and uh, your conclusions. It's very important for, for people that want to write and to be published in a, in a journal to know the guidelines of the, of the journals. Not send an article of, of basic research in a journal that only accept applied research, for example. You have a, a list and uh, one colleague that you trust, that you read your manuscript and critically give a, a feedback. So what does your daily schedule look like? You start at 4 a.m. and you're busy all day, I imagine. Well, for example, I finished a paper yesterday with a colleagues from Peru. In the morning, I revise the, the introduction and the conclusion of the paper. And then I, I send it to my colleagues. And I had a meeting with them at 6 p.m. yesterday. And this was the last uh, meeting before to send it to the journal. But usually to write in the morning, to talk with my co-author, because I usually use co-author in my manuscript in the afternoon. But I have uh, authors or co-authors that are, for example, in Europe. And six to eight hours of difference. With them, I met in the morning. But the key is to work in the paper each day. Mm-hmm. When you focus 30 minutes in, in writing, probably you wrote 70, 100 uh, words. And it is each day. And you need usually in an article between 6,000 and 10,000 words in 10 days working each day 30 minutes one hour you can finish your paper it's a a work for me well i really appreciate you taking the time to discuss these subjects with me this was a pleasure thank you for listening you can find a transcript of today's episode and notes about our guest on our website I'd like to thank Carol Marquez Morera for help with today's episode and Alex Unius of This Is Distorted.